Stuff, and uh, this is uh, the BS Show number six, April Fool's Day, and I'm here with my co-host, Alan Gitlin, the G-Man Alan. Hey, Steph, what's going on, man? April Fool's Day, and we got a fool in the pre- in the White House. So it's, tell me, uh, tell me about it. Tell me about it. I'm, I'm all ears. <laughs> well, you know the guy. Uh, you know he he did away with the cartoons. Now he has nothing to watch on Saturday morning. You know, and he, he did away with Dr. Seuss books. And those are the only books he comprehended. So I don't get that. So you know, and uh, he's thinking about taking away crayons. If he does that, I'm nothing to do on the weekends. That's right. <laughs> no, no Crayola. <laughs> no Crayola, right? And maybe he'll come up with a new color. It'll be shit brown. Oh, I mean, uh, whatever. But anyway, uh, we're just having fun with this. You know, we've had some challenges, and uh, you know, people have blacked me out. We put they put a screen over us. They, you know, they they blipped this out for a little bit with audio for a couple minutes here and there. But uh, the show's going on. We don't care what they do to us. We don't care. This is show number six. We're gonna have seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, and a little, 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 and two hundred by the time we're done. So <laughs> we don't care. We're going on with the show. Uh, we're just two guys having a good time, BSing, and hopefully if somebody picks it up, fine. If not, we're just having fun with this, that's all. We're not doing it for money. We're not doing it for, we're just doing it to have a good time, uh, talk about what's going on in the world, um, some stories and some jokes, and just making people laugh a little bit in this you know, time of COVID and people are down and out and don't know what to do and tired of wearing a mask and, you know, some people are afraid to go out. You know, you got to live your life, you know? But anyway, I've been doing acting and comedy off and on for about 20 years. Um, and I enjoy everything I do. You know, I've been a podcast host and guest. Um, I wrote a script. Everything I do, I have a blast with. Just have fun with it. Enjoy it. And if it goes somewhere, fine. If it doesn't, not the end of the world, you know? Um I had a job for 25 years. Unfortunately, it's been out about 25 years now um, that I truly, truly love. And I started the very lowest position in the company. And the only job I didn't do when before they closed the door was general manager and controller. Um, I started as a delivery man for them. Um, I was in a union. The union rep had been in the company about 35 years. I knew him very well. Matter of fact, he unfortunately passed away, um, as did most of the workers. I was one of the younger ones there. Um, even after 25 years, I was still uh, one of the younger ones there. Um, and uh, when I was in the union, he used to say to me, you can't do that. And I would say, listen, you know what? So write me up. But the guy signs my check, tells me to do something. I'm doing it. Uh, the general manager, when they closed, and I were the only two men that made it out of the warehouse in the 25 years I was there. Um, I pushed and shoved and worked my way to the top. I did a lot of extra shit that people never, ever thought about doing for them. Um, They were very good to me, and I was very good to them. It was a two-way street. They threw me extra money. They threw me tickets to ball games, basketball, football, track meets. Uh, anytime they had an extra ticket, I was the first one to go. Um, the accountant used to be there a lot and I got to know his sons cause they would go to sh- the, the, the tickets with us a lot of times, or he got tickets from one of his clients and they would give, he was very close to my boss. And, uh, I was the next one to go, you know, asked to go. I once went to a track meet for Bristol Myers 
uh, with my ex-wife and I brought my ex-father-in-law and not only did we go for free, we got free food, free drinks, and we got a gift for going. Like, really? <laughs> really? It had to be the pen relays. And uh, actually saw, uh, I know it's not popular now, but I actually saw Bill Cosby run a half mile at the pen relay because <laughs> he went to Penn State and they did, a, they did a thing about him and he happened to be there that day. They did some kind of like half mile with him just, you know, as a publicity thing. You know, this is going back in the late 70s or early 80s, I guess it was. You know, so wait a minute. I got tickets for free. I got food for free. I got drinks for free. And I got a gift for going. <laughs> That's a pretty good deal, you know? Not bad. Uh, and I, you do, yeah, let me add another free in there. We're doing right. this show for free. That's where we're doing this show for free. <laughs> Correct. Right. So that was, I mean, that's pretty cool. I mean, I went to baseball games, basketball games. Uh, you know, I, I, you name it, I went. They, any extra tickets anybody ever got in the place, they always asked. I was the next one to go if somebody couldn't go. And, uh, you know, they were, it was a company that I always say was the last of a dying breed. They built a reputation on customer service. They really, they literally bent over backwards for their customers. So we were a wholesale drug company. We handled pharmaceuticals, class three, class four, everything that you see in a drugstore. And we had sundry side also. I was an expert at six sections on the pharmaceutical side. I could pick any section. Uh, they could throw me in there and I could pick, you know, any, any section, including the class threes or class fours, if I had to, uh, I worked receiving. Um, I was supervisor of the warehouse at one point. Um, I ran um, the accounts payable department for about two and a half years. I bought for another two and a half years. And um, it's funny, this is how I got on the road as a salesman for the last 35 years of my life. Um, I'd never been on a road before as a salesman. I never saw anything before in my life. And the accounts that I used to deliver to when I was a driver, um, halfway into my tenure, um, the guy who had had, uh, had that territory was moving to Denver. He met, he went on vacation to Tahiti and he met a girl from Denver and he got very serious, like very fast. He was never married. He was in his thirties and he decided that he wanted to go out there and live with her. And, um, I believe they got married. I don't know. I heard from him after that or saw anybody after that. Um, I went to my boss and I said, listen, I'd like to go on the road and take his territory. And he said, well, you know, I don't want you to go on the road because you're too valuable to me inside. You, you know, everybody's job. And if somebody doesn't know where something is, you can find it, including the warehouse. You know, the warehouse better than the warehouse supervisor. And I said, listen, um, I got a young family. Um, I got a house and I need a little extra money. And I said, if it doesn't work out, you can bring me back in. What is that beeping? I know. I think it's something on my calendar showing me I got something going on here, but I just dismissed it. So um, anyway, um, so I said, listen, if it doesn't work, you can bring me back. So I went on the road. It, to me, it was a natural fit. I said to him, listen, I know the products. I know the customers. I know what goes on, on the inside if something happens, you know, to an order. Um, I know how to handle it on the inside, what, you know, how to get the credits made, that done for the person. Um, 
Or if they say something was marked out and I don't think it was, I could go find it in the warehouse when I walked in a warehouse. That's just who I am, you know. Um, it, the customers loved me because I couldn't, there was no question I couldn't ask, answer out there. I didn't have to call anybody. They could ask me any question and I could tell them exactly what happened because I knew what happened on the inside. You know, matter of fact, it was one time I went to a guy um, in Bricktown, New Jersey, and he said, you know, yesterday my order, I got my order yesterday and I got shorter watch batteries. And I said, uh, where's the box it came in? Did you break it down yet? And he said, no, no, they just threw it in the garbage in a dumpster. You know, at one point you didn't have to do that. You know, you just throw things in a dumpster and don't worry about it. Um, so I said, well, could you get me the boxes? So he got me the boxes and I, I picked up the, the bottom flap of the box and there were three or four watch batteries slid underneath. He goes, well, how did you know that? I said, because I did packing in the warehouse. I know what happens sometimes in watch batteries. They slide underneath the, the sleeve and, and you can't, you know, you know, you think you lost, you don't have them. So the guy checked in the order. Obviously, if I was checking in the order, I would do the same thing, say that I got shorted the watch batteries, but I knew where they were, you know. Um, so it was a natural fit for me and, and I really enjoyed it. And and the customers loved me because they didn't have to call the office. I, I knew the answer to everything. I didn't have to call anybody. I knew the answers. You know, well, and, I got to I got to tell you tonight. I need you to give me some answers for some of the things I'm about to share with you, buddy. So you, you, you you're pretty good with details and figuring things out. And I need you to solve the puzzle tonight or at least try to explain it to me. So I'm pretty good at puzzles, actually. So good. Good. Yeah. Now, we were talking earlier and we were yeah. talking about Buddy Hackett. Buddy Hackett, yes, one of my yeah. favorite comedians. And I love Buddy. Yeah. You got a joke that I want you to like give it to me now because okay. I can't wait. I can't wait for for Saturday. <laughs> you know, every you know every every BS show we've been on so far, I've done a joke that Buddy Hackett told, and this is why I never heard before, and I thought it was funny as hell. I hope you do. I hope people watching this do. Uh, so this guy. He stumbles into a bar, he goes up to the bartender, hey bartender, give me a drink. And there's a round of drinks for everybody in the bar, and you too. So the guy, the bartender, gives everybody a drink, he gives himself a drink, and just the guy, you know, that's $78.27. And the guy says, I don't have no money. So the bartender takes him by the shirt and takes him outside and beats the shit out of him. And after about 10, 15 minutes, the guy walks in again. Hey, bartender, give everybody a drink, but not you. You get nasty when you get drunk. <laughs> I thought it was kind of funny. I never heard that before. I thought it was pretty funny, you know. Uh, you know, Buddy Hackett was a, was a, I mean, just a very, very funny guy. Um, had a lot of, you know, stories, and, and they were all clean. And he just had a way of telling these jokes that are just hysterical. He's one of my... My favorite comedians actually now you know. you, were you a big fan of johnny carson yes yes i think johnny carson was the best night uh late night host ever i don't think that anybody be anybody like it again there's no reason to stay up late anymore you know like i was <laughs> when i was 12 or 13 years old i used to beg my parents to let me stay up and see the monologue you know at 11 o'clock that was for a 12 13 year old kid back you know you're talking about in 63, 64, 65, 
Uh, that yeah. was like a late a, 11 o'clock was late for somebody that and I used to, I used to beg my parents to let me watch the monologue on Johnny Carson you know I thought he was just hysterical he had a rapport with all the the guests first of all he knew they all hung out together a lot of them you know not like today these guys are all they're fighting with each other and saying stupid shit about each other these guys actually liked each other and and realized that by being close to each other that it made their careers even better like the rat pack that whole you know joey bishop and and sammy davis and frank sinatra and and you know they were just it just i don't know just the camaraderie you know and because johnny carson was friends with these people he could do whatever he wanted to him and say whatever he wanted to him and they could say the same thing to him and he he didn't get offended they, they all laughed at it they knew it was joking they knew it was funny you know you can also include george carlin in the mix too yeah george carlin was the same way yeah george carlin yeah yes george carlin was a very uh he was ahead of his time people didn't now, remember, realize yeah you know? do you remember when johnny was leaving the show you know take you back to the days and there were different guys jockeying for position yeah. to see who would get that show now one of the heir parents was uh, uh joan rivers i mean joan right hosted that show what do you think of joan she had her own you know what she could offend people a certain way um she was funny to a certain degree you know she was uh you know at that time there wasn't that many really good women comics and she came along with a shtick about her friend abramowitz or whatever her name was and she she kept she could be offensive though to some people but it was that just that was just her way of doing it you know as no, was you know, you know, yeah, Rick exactly. turning a lot of people off, you know? The reason why I was asking with Joan, I want to stay on Joan here, because sometimes, you know, comedians could be their worst enemies and what they say. And, right. Uh, so I'm going to play a clip because it's April Fool's Day. And what's the name of the show? The, the Bullshit BS show. show. The BS show, right? So I'm right. going to play something. And you're here because you worked for all those years in that company. And you fixed just about everything and solved a lot of those problems. And they paid yeah. you well for it. So I need yeah. you to just Well, I don't say they paid me that what? well, but it was okay. They paid me okay. That's like <laughs> well, I'm not going to, you know, well, this is a freebie here tonight. But I, I enjoyed Joan Rivers. And when I saw something, it really irked me. I'm going to set this up a little bit. And uh, the woman's not here any longer. And uh, right. I want to pay my respects to her for being a phenomenal comedian and paving the way for uh, Lisa Lampanelli and all the other lady uh, comedians. Right who came there right. after because she kind of opened right. the door but right she she crossed the line when it comes to telling it like it is and i'm going right. to show you that and then alan after this clip is over we'll come back and we'll talk about it and uh, i just want to get your views on it so here we go i want to play uh joan rivers uh, one of her last uh words spoken and do you think that the country will see the first the united states will see the first gay president or the first woman well, we president we have it with obama so Let's just calm down. Got it. You know Michelle is a trans. I'm sorry, she's a what? A transgender. We all know. Oh my gosh. Oh gosh. It's okay. Alan, when I first heard that, I said, you know, I know Joan's a comedian. Right. Wow. She like set it off with that. What do you think? I think uh, Michelle is nuts without balls. Or balls without nuts, or nuts without balls, something like that. Yeah, I don't know which one. I forget which one it is, but anyway, or balls. <laughs> nuts without balls, or balls without nuts. Now, 
with 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 this happening, right? Not long after that, right? She ends up dying mysteriously on anesthesia in a New York right. hospital. There, right? She so, knew she knew Hillary Clinton. That's why. So, uh, Howard Stern did the eulogy, right? right? And right. Uh, here's a guy who stands about six foot eight, right? Correct, big man. Yep. I see him in Tavern the Green in Central Park, wearing pink spandex pants with sequins on it. I said, well, I've never seen a woman that big. He turned around. It was Howard Stern. I said, man, I've never seen an ugly man that, that, that big either. Right. <laughs> Wear pink. Wear pink. So I know he's, he's going both ways. There's no doubt about it. And uh, he spoke at the eulogy. And he knows loose ships sink, sink ships. And uh, right. uh, Joan Rivers is gone because of uh, one of the things she uh, she shared, which she wasn't supposed to share, but everybody knows about it is what she said. But I right. don't think everybody knew about it. But I think uh, as we go on, you know, she needs restitution because if she died for making a truthful comment, then uh, right. we need to straighten this out tonight. Yeah, we got to dig up Michelle. Or dig down Michelle. Well, speaking, yeah. of, speaking of which, let's dig up Michelle right now, if we will. amusing but it's uh you know this is um deep like faith most, most humor is based on truth i mean the guy is brain damaged he's cognitively impaired the idea of his being a candidate of a major political party for the presidency of the united states is <laughs> is ridiculous yeah but jim don't you think though i mean at this point that they're kind of just toying with this because they're gonna don't you think they have something up their sleeve they know. Oh, I think they have Andrew Cuomo and Michelle yeah. Obama up there sleeping. That's what I anticipate, Louisa. Yep. Okay. Thanks for adding that because, you know, they definitely have something up their sleeve. Biden says I'd add Michelle to my ticket in a heartbeat. Speaking of Michael LaVon Robinson, I'd take her in a heartbeat. Here's an earlier photograph of Bill Gates with guess who? Barack Obama and Michael LaVon Robinson. Notice. What Michael LeVon Robinson does not have that Michelle Obama has, boobs. Here's Bill Gates with the boobless Michael LeVon Robinson. We know, in fact, from her position uh, uh, that Michelle Obama is not a woman who used to be a man, but a man with breast implants and a huge shaving bill. On the campaign trail, no medical staff were allowed to go near her other than to take vitals if she got sick, which she never did. I know what I know because I walked in on her or him while he was taking a leak standing up in a bathroom in Trenton. They paid me millions for my silence, but after seeing what they've done to the country, I just can't keep quiet. Notice how Michelle has a package that most women do not have and where a diligent student found the parents of the children, since two men cannot have children, where the older girl looks just like her father, the younger just like her mother. Meanwhile, Malaya 
praises Trump's action. My dad wouldn't know what to do. This is a fairly sensational, if relatively minor, development. Trump's response in these difficult times is gaining him fans from the most unlikely places. While Nancy Pelosi and the wicked Democrats in the House continue to criticize and rage against him, others on the left are seeing the light. The latest is probably one of the last people you'd suspect of saying anything positive about our president, Barack Obama's eldest daughter, Malaya, while in conversation with one of her classmates, admitted her true feelings about Trump's abilities. Hank Helmer, a very intelligent, charming Harvard classmate of hers, told reporters that two of them were having a conversation about Trump's leadership. He was shocked when she actually said, I have to admit he's showing true leadership and strength. It's like he instinctively knows what to do. He's giving people hope. My dad would have fumbled this. He wouldn't have had a clue how to handle it. Malaya, of course, asked Hank to keep the conversation secret so it wouldn't damage her dad's reputation, but it was too much for him to hold back. A devout Trump supporter himself, he decided to tell the world in an upcoming book written along with avowed Republican strategist Joe Barrett. Our president is winning over the hearts and minds of the entire world. He's our only hope to recover, and little by little, all are coming to see that. Even the wicked Democrats, including Barack Obama's daughter. Louisa, that's just a fascinating story. back what say you uh sounded like a little bs to me but you know what do i know like i said nuts without balls or balls without nuts i don't know <laughs> you know very possible you know listen whoever heard of first of all whoever heard of obama before he ran for president i certainly didn't no, no. okay um you know, he, you know he was he was he was made by the cia and uh george bush and uh, he's not even black. He uh, was born uh, to the king and queen of Thailand. His brother right, right now, Maha Kong, is now the actual prince, a prince who became a king. And Obama was the youngest brother. So he was the throwaway son, so to speak. And they put him on the American people. And they passed him off as Barack Obama. Really, he was uh, a Prince Aduya Day from Thailand. Matter of fact, when his father died in 2016, he was there at the funeral. Quite interesting that he's there, you know, in Thailand with uh, Hillary Rodham Clinton. So it goes to show you, you know, that Hillary uh, Rodham Rodham Clinton. Well, I saw the excerpts, you know, I read that, you know, her transcripts for her and Uma, and uh, and I see, I realized like uh, she shouldn't went to jail. Trump was was right on point about that and her gay relationships, uh, you know, like uh, well, there's a reason why she stuck by Bill. You know, she she stuck by Bill because she didn't want nobody messing in her personal stuff. Okay. So listen, Monica might have been doing both of them, for all we know. You know, she got caught. That was that's why she got thrown out of the White House, probably. She wasn't supposed to get caught with either one of them. She did. So, you know. Yeah, you're hey. probably right. So now well, yeah, Hillary Hillary got mad because she got caught with him. You know, hey, you 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 did him, 
and you did me, but you got caught with him, and that's no good because that's not what we that's not the agreement we had. And Monica hasn't said a whole lot ever since then either, really, you know. Well, so, she, she, she had a mouthful. That was that was enough, you know. And something about the you know devil with the blue dress or something like that, right? <laughs> oh, that was a song too, right? That's devil right, with the like, blue dress, blue dress, blue dress. Yeah, yeah, that, that's by my friend there. Yeah, Mitch Ryder. Mitch Ryder. Yeah, Mitch yeah. Ryder. Yeah. Detroit Wheels. Yeah, Mitch. Detroit Wheels. Correct. Yeah. Sort of musical uh, lyrics in here also. Yeah, I did a uh, a talk show. What What do you think with uh, Nancy Wallace? And I used uh, one of his songs as an intro uh, from uh, for our show there. So yeah, I like I like him. He's he's pretty cool. So yeah, he was good. Yeah. So here we are. I just blew it up there on uh, April Fool's Day and, and put something out there that I'll put all my enchiladas on that I am right on point about this. And I am, and I'll, I will, not that I would stand on a stack of Bibles. If I wanted to, you know, if I couldn't reach something, I have to stand on the Bible so I could get elevated height. But I'm sticking to it. <laughs> I'm sticking to it. Well, I want to thank you tonight for coming on with me. And and before I, I, I give you another word here, uh, final words here, uh, anyone interested in finding out about the HR Bill 748, I put it up again on the Internet Guy for you. It's on its own playlist. And Alan and I uh, went over all the key points in that. So I strongly suggest that you go to our site, get it, download it, and keep it because uh, you need to Chip be in informed. The yes, and this is all BS, but this BS is straight up, and uh, you're going to need a pair of boots, you know, to sort through all the, the BS that, you, that you're going to re- realize and re- that's been revealed in that, Alan, right? Some of the bigger, bigger than some of the heists that Jesse James and, and, um, and Barney and Clyde did, I think. Oh, this is a, this is just an amazing ripoff of the, uh, the Mar- American, American people. The, it's right. just a shame, and and you saw that. I mean, I had a video that they made me take down. They censored it, and then they they, they uh, cut it to where it was only three minutes with right. nothing from the bill whatsoever. So I quickly had to go and do what I do, and right. recreate something that I shouldn't have to, to be able right. to put it up and and express, you know. Uh, my, you know, my, my God-given right, freedom of speech. So I'm glad that you're, you're in it with me because here it is. You know, your screen gets knocked off. We can't see you or vice versa. I can't have a communication with you. And a number of weeks going by. So I'm telling anyone who's watching this show here to go to our channel, watch that, write it down, ask your congressman, ask your senators, what the freak is going on here? Right. Not that they could do anything anything about it. It's already done. But, you know, I think we should move to another country and get some of that money, actually, because we're not getting any of it. But yeah, that 300 million here for uh, the disaster. Yeah. Well, that money overseas. Yeah. Yeah. That is amazing. Whose pocket is that going in? Not ours. Say what you want, but it rained today here, right? Yes, I'm not. Fun I'm not going to. I'm not going to blame it on Trump. He had nothing to do with the rain coming down today. So well, don't blame it on really, Yeah, but they will. They will. You know, yeah. it, it's just amazing what, what the Democrats. I'll say Democrats is what I'm going to call them. And uh, think bad. Yeah, and it's a shame to you know to be a hater. Don't hate the the game. You know, hate you know. Hate the players. 
Hate to play. I mean, if, if it's the, the players bad, like you got the, the, the president. Right. No. I'm waiting for the day where it's 95 degrees hot. He's under the sun lamps and the freaking mask peels off nope. and you get to find out who's underneath the mask. <laughs> we know we know Pelosi's pulling the strings, so it don't matter. She's 80 but, years old. She don't have many days to pull yet left. <laughs> well, then it's Chuck the Schmuck that's doing it then. Well, I tell you, if it's Chuck the Schmuck. Fancy Nancy and Chuck the Schmuck, you know? <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Right. <laughs> Vince right. Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. Exactly pick right. it. it doesn't matter which one you pick because they're both, they're both full of shit. Right. <laughs> they're really throwing the ball. You think this is this, you think this show is bullshit, man? You they're really throwing it to the people. Here, here then, real quick, you know, real quick, I'm gonna throw a quick little commercial here. This is we've had so much time with the pandemic, so this is what I do in my free time. Here. Anyway, that was one of my quick little bits there with uh, this pandemic. I said, let me create something and uh, make a couple of dollars out of it. And uh, people started buying my T-shirts, my cups, my mugs. So I cracked up. I said, gee, you know, something that started out just bullshit. You know, <laughs> I made a couple of shekels on it, you know. <laughs> should make one for the BS show, maybe. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I can do that. I, I surely can. Yeah, so check it out. Uh, it's on Zazzle.com forward slash Sindoni says and yeah, I should. T I, now that I got the time that I'm uh, sitting behind the computer, I can do some of these things. As you know, I'm, I'm fairly creative. I'm what I call low budget, no budget. You know, I mean, I wrote like eight or nine scripts. I had one that I was almost selected for a Hollywood movie, and I got a documentary that may be coming out uh, this year uh, regarding uh, inner earth, hollow earth type stuff. So, uh, and you know, I have a script that's going to have hopefully have a trailer made for it in Chicago when the COVID dies down we have the actors in place we're just waiting you know for the covid to kind of calm down because i have to go to chicago i have a friend of mine who has a small studio and uh, my thing will go we know it it's perfect for streaming yeah roku amazon or hulu or netflix we don't know but we know well, it'll go i'm sure it will i am sure it will you uh you're the magic man when it comes to making people laugh and uh well it's uh it's I'm a talent really that you have. My friend, you have, you've you got a gift. You've got a gift, I will say. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but it's a gift. We don't know which one it is. We haven't opened it yet. Still wrapped. Well, this week, we, we came on an hour earlier because we've been having shenanigans. Well, you know what? Let's, Let's mix try. it up. Right. Let's try something different. Next week, we may go back to 9. We might be at 8 o'clock. I'm not sure. But right. for anything that we're doing here, you'll find it on the Internet Guy For You channel on YouTube. That's our channel. Alan's got a playlist there, the showcase, the G-Man showcase. Uh, Alan's got a, a website too. He's got the, the www.thegmanman.net. Uh, he's got videos on YouTube as well. He's on Facebook. He's all over the place. Yeah, and, uh, I'm like I'm like bullshit all over the place. 
<laughs> and it's spreading and it's spreading more and more every week there's a cow pasture behind me now Let me right <laughs> right it reminds me one time when i was uh, working in uh, california somebody asked me to, to help clean uh, the stalls for the horses because one of the guys didn't show up i've done that i'll do that you know and mm -hmm. i'll tell you i shoveled so much shit, you know that I thought he gave me enough experience to do the bullshit show, the BS show. So that's what I, I, I figured, you know what? I got the experience to do this show. <laughs> it's actually it's actually a good exercise, actually. I did it. I, I went out with somebody for four or five years, and I, I did it on a regular basis. And after a while, you kind of – it's. I know it sounds weird, but the smell doesn't bother you after a while. And it's actually a pretty good exercise, actually, you know. At least I thought it was right. anyway. I was, well, I was, I was also um, – you know, 15 years younger, 20 years younger. So, yeah, about 20 years younger. So, of course, I like I didn't mind it then. I don't know if I can do it now because of my heart, but anyway, then I could. But I actually kind of enjoyed it. Maybe it was the, that I was going to get late afterwards. So I figured, you know, I enjoy it. I don't know. You know. Take her up in the barn afterwards, huh? <laughs> no, I got got in the shower with her afterwards. You know, I had to clean off after that, you know? I let her yeah. clean me off. You know? Oh, my gosh. So, anyway. Anyway, so. You on next week? Are we doing this next week or what? We are doing it. Hey, they're not stopping us, pal. We're we're gonna throw the bull again. Right, it made me think me. of a joke. And it actually made me think of a joke. I, I don't know why. I just thought of this joke. There's uh, a buddy hacker joke, and I just happened to think about it. I don't know why. Um, this lady walks up to a farmer and says, "Let me ask you a question. Why is that cow don't have horns?" And the guy says, "Well, you know, some are born without horns." Some after a while, if they had milked so much, the horns fall off. But that cow doesn't have doesn't have horns because it's a horse. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know why I thought of that. I don't know <laughs> my wacky uh, things that you know just kind of funny anyway. So well, you know, anyway, what? keep being funny, my friend. And uh, next week, God willing, we'll be back. Uh, BS show number what seven? seven? Going on number seven, yeah. So we're going to roll the dice next week. Lucky seven. So and then we're going to get gonna, to 11. Yeah, that's right. My friend, my co-host, my buddy, my pal, my my uh, brother from a different father. Right. Don't go father. too far here. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time Yeah.